0: evening, Living Word. Welcome to the Upper Room on Wednesday night, otherwise known as my office. So good to see you all tonight. And you say, well, I can't see you. Yes, I can. I can close my eyes and see every one of you. The church is full tonight with God-hungry, God-thirsty people. And I just welcome you all tonight. It's unusual times that we live in tonight, but uh, I want to tell you that God wasn't surprised by this. As my Granddaughter Alyssa said in her talk show (laughs) how many you know eight years old and has a talk show and she said God wasn't surprised and neither should we be surprised that in this day and hour of unusual times but Paul said in his word it was perilous times in the last days and we friends we are in the last days but we should take heart and not lose heart but uh, know that God has a way of keeping us out of trouble. Tonight, I just want to talk to you a little bit about peace in the midst of trials. How many of you know since the beginning of time, well, not the beginning of time, but since the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, there's been trouble. Trouble throughout all, all through time. But one thing we can be assured of is God wasn't caught by surprise, and God knows our plight, and God knows where we're at in this day and this hour. And he knows that there will be trouble. He, in fact, he said there will be times of trouble and tribulation. In, in, uh, but we have something far greater than any trouble, and that's the peace of God, the peace that passes understanding. In John 14:27, if you have your Bibles tonight, and I pray that you do, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives." How many of you know the world's not giving much peace right now? All you have to do is turn the local news on or the national news, and all you hear about is the COVID-19 and what, we, what are we gonna do? And there are a lot of opinions out there, a lot of voices out there today. And uh, I always say everyone has an opinion. It's, it's always highly thought of by them. But he said, not let, he didn't give it to us as a world. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We're not, we're not here to be afraid in this day and this hour. And another in John 16, 33 says, in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer I have overcome the world and even in the midst of persecution and trials we can take heart and, and know that God has joyful peace in this certainty of the victory that Christ has given us over in Romans 5:1 it talks about we are justified by faith we have peace through God through our Lord Jesus with God through our Lord Jesus Christ see in this day and this hour where people are A lot of people are fearful, panicked, don't know what they're gonna do, but yet we don't have to be as Christians. We have covenant rights. We have the very peace of God of our heart in our hearts tonight. In Ephesians 2.14, it says, for he himself is our peace. We have a covenant and assurance that where he is, we have peace with him that never leave us or forsake us If he is for us who can be against us. That's, that's good news tonight. That's the news that Jesus Christ brought us. He came to give us peace. He's peace on earth, but not everyone has peace, peace on earth. Just those that know Jesus Christ. So we're thankful tonight. we rejoice tonight that we can have peace right in the midst of our trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. I like what Creflo Dollar used to say, trouble your trouble by the word of God. Use the word against your trouble. There is a source of peace, a source of peace and a secret of peace. If you will, turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter four, one of my favorite uh, books of the Bible. It talks about, this is, the whole passage is about the peace and the joy of God in the midst of troubles. This you find Paul was in prison or Roman prison was writing this at that time. And he, he, he knew all about trouble. He had more trouble than most of us would ever have in our lifetimes. And, and yet he wrote this book to the Philippian or this letter to the Philippian church. And he he talks about the first thing he says in, in uh, Philippians chapter four, verse one, he said, therefore my beloved and long for brother, that could be us tonight, the long for brethren and sisters, amen. Brothers and sisters that we haven't seen for six probably six weeks Maybe if you have seen a few maybe we talked to some on the phone. I I pray that you trust you're doing that now He said my joy and my crown So stand fast in the Lord He said stand fast in the Lord Paul's in the prison like I said and he's writing this in troubled times He said stand fast or stand firm don't be moved and don't quit persevere right in the midst of the trouble It's a picture of a soldier standing uh, fast against the onslaught of the enemy. Stand fast in the Lord. Now, we can't do that in our own abilities. But I can do all things, the scripture says, through Christ who strengthens me. So say that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He goes on to say in in verse 2 and 3, basically he's talking to two people that were having a a disagreement, and he said let there be unity. Let there be an agreement between you Well, let there be unity in the body of Christ tonight. Let there be an agreement in the body of Christ And then in chapter or verse 4. I love it. He said rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice now. This is Paul. How can he say rejoice in the Lord always and again? I say rejoice he's saying that to a group of people that really in the midst of their trouble but he said rejoice How many of you remember Acts chapter 16 when he and Silas were in the prison? And what did they do? They could have complained and griped and carried on because they were living in a precarious time, a, a time of great persecution, and they were thrown into the lowest stocks of the prison after having been beaten. But what did they do? They didn't gripe or complain, no, they sang praises at midnight. And what happened? The Lord sent an earthquake and opened up the prison doors and by, by them not complaining and grumbling, a whole family, the guard's family, was able to be saved. So, Lord, right in the midst of our trouble, what can we do? We can begin to rejoice. Rejoice that our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice that our name's written down in heaven. Rejoice that Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. Rejoice that we have benefits and promises that he's given us through his word. But then he goes on to say in verse 5, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. In other words, live your life in a calm, uh, faith-filled way. Be kind one to another. Wherever you go, be kind. love your enemies, the Bible says, and pray for those that despitefully use you. So be gentle with people. Be kind to people. But then it goes on verse 6. Now that's where I want to get to. He says in verse 6, Be anxious for nothing in other words don't worry about anything nothing not one little thing well you don't understand i have all these problems going on the coronavirus is going around there's but you know what there's been viruses before there'll probably be viruses again there's been trouble before and there'll continue to be trouble till the lord comes again but he says, don't be anxious for that maybe you don't have the money that you need to get through this time well, begin to praise God and thank God that he, he can meet your, need, meet your need wherever you're at. But don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about your lost loved one or maybe a child that's not doing what they should be doing. Don't be anxious that you can't get out of your house and get down to the grocery store or something. Believe that somebody will come along and help you. And don't be anxious that the food supply may not be what it should be. Don't be anxious that China and North Korea are in an uproar. The Lord knew all about that, too. And Paul knew about that. And he's writing for prison to these people. Don't be worrisome. Don't have anxiety. Don't fret about a single thing. He's telling the people that are going through a lot of trouble. The flipping people were at that time were had reason to worry. They were under severe persecution. They had a disturbance in the church. There were false teachers. There were struggles for the necessities of life. But yet Paul said, how can you say that Paul? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, and if you're at home, just say that with me, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, hallelujah, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Begin to pray about it. Well, how do we pray? We pray according to what the Word of God says because that's that's how you're in agreement with what he says. Faith begins where the Word of God is known. So we begin to pray in faith, and we begin to stand in faith, and we begin to say the things, but don't neglect thanksgiving. Now, this is a great passage. <laughs> the, the Bible says over in Psalm 34, I'm just gonna turn it real quick. The Psalmist said right in the middle of his trouble, right in the midst of his trouble, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. That means all times, whether you're with or without doing good or not doing so well, having problems coming, uh, in the midst of your trouble, what he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's in your mouth tonight? Is it His praise? Is it is thanksgiving. Is it the worship of God because He's made a way out? He says, "There's no temptation is not common to man that He hasn't made a way. Of ex- he has made a way of escape. So there's a way out, but part you're going to have to do your part, and that part is to praise and thank, and thank God on a regular basis. He goes on to say my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. How many of you know you can, you can uh, change the atmosphere of your home, your atmosphere of wherever you're at with a group of people by what you say? How many of you know it's important to say the right thing? And then he says this, oh magnify the Lord with me. Magnification make the, make the answer larger than the problem. Right now in the midst of all this, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you're listening to. You can turn on any network, like I said, and you'll begin to hear things over and over. And even if it's more conservative network, if you hear the problem over and over and over and and all different kinds of opinions about what's gonna happen, you're not listening to the voice of the Lord. But you magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name tonight. Let us praise His name. Let us thank Him for His goodness and His mercy. And he says, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. How many of you know when you seek the Lord, he hears you, pray according to his word. Lord, help me according to your word. I thank you, Lord, that you're my deliverer, you're my helper, and delivered me from all my fears. You remember what fears the acronym was, false evidence that appears real? That's what we're getting a lot of tonight, a lot of today throughout this world. But how many of you know, God is not caught by surprise, neither we should be. Then they, they looked at him, to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all, all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped all around about those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man and woman who trusts in Him, Amen. That's the good news of the gospel. And Paul said, "Hey, put your prayers out there. Call unto me, and I hear your voice," says the Lord. But call unto me with thanksgiving. Don't go begging God. Don't go Oh God, help me, help me, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. He will help you, but He'll help you according to what the Word of God says. I think you. I think that uh, Psalm ninety-one. <laughs> Those who dwell in a secret place of the Most High shall say of the Lord. You've got to begin to say of the Lord what He has said. He's your, he's your blessing. He's your uh, uh, baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's your Savior. He's your deliverer. He, all of those things. And you begin to thank Him right in the midst of your trouble, right in the, the, the tonight when there's so much... Uh, nervousness and not up, uh, up evil going on in the world. How many of you know this is an attack of the enemy? It's always going to be attacks of the enemy because Satan hasn't been, uh, de- he's been defeated on the cross, but he's still alive working in the in the lives of men and women. How many of you know deception and this, uh, this uh, being deceived is one of his greatest uh, tactics? So don't be deceived. We need to know the truth. How many of you know Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, You're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's John 8, 31 32. You should know that. We should know the truth. How do we get the truth? We read God's word. Amen? It goes on to say, with thanksgiving, we let our requests be known unto God. Well, here we are, and it goes on to say, with thanksgiving. But he says, be anxious for nothing. Over in 1 Peter 5, Uh, through seven and eight through nine it says this let me just turn to that real quick I'm watching my time even though nobody's here in the actual building I have a time limit and uh, I got to make sure I'm done in time to get the kids out of the children's church I will find this in just one second Uh, but here's what it says it well first Peter chapter 5 you know these scriptures he says Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. How I many you know he cares for us, not in the cares he, he, he's concerned about us, like a father would be concerned about his children. But he says casting all your care or anxiety or your worries over onto him, for he cares for you. Then he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He said, Resist him. Resi- you know, it's hard to resist something when you don't have peace about it Steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by you your brotherhood and the world I mean, you know, we it rains on the just and the unjust But we have a covenant with God that, that takes us through those tough times You should be thankful tonight for that. Then he goes on to say in verse 8 Finally brother whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are noble Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate, what do you do? You mutter, you say things that God says. You, you, you begin to polyparate what Jesus said or what, what the disciples said or what Paul has said. You begin to say things. That's why it's so important to renew our mind Paul said, Paul said in Romans 12 too, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? By the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But he said, your thoughts are so vitally important. The thoughts are so uh, important for us, the right kind of thinking. You know, your thinking is gonna decide what you do, where you, what, how you're gonna live. And peace comes with right thoughts. It's keeping our mind on thoughts and on him. In Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. In other words, we keep our mind stayed upon the things of God. Amen. Now, I want to tell you just quickly, if you like this, I'm going to tell you, one of my favorite uh, pastor, or preachers is, is uh, Keith Moore. Uh, sorry, Pastor Scott, I like your preaching too. Uh, <laughs> but Keith Moore, I love to listen to Keith Moore. And he does a series on no worries, and he he expounds on this. He has eight eight uh, different uh, takes on, or eight different sermons on no worries. I would encourage you get get in, get that series and listen to it over and over because it really is a worrisome time that we live in. We shouldn't be worried, but you know when worry hits me the most is in the middle of the night, and if you're not careful, you'll wake up fearful and anxious over things. But Paul said, don't do that. He said, don't do that. He said, cast that care over onto, onto him. You know, worry and, and anxiety is is based and rooted in fear. But what did he tell, of what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 7, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. So that's important. But he also, till just before that, Timothy was going through some uh, tough times he was being intimidated, but he said stir up that gift uh, Tim Timothy stir up that gift. It's in it was in your mother and grandmother See we're supposed to stir ourselves up. Well, how do you stir yourself up? We begin to stir us up ourselves up by encouraging ourselves By beginning to say what God says about us during this crisis and and down times What does God say about this? He knows the beginning from the end. He isn't caught by surprise at all We shouldn't be either Begin to stir yourself. Well, how do you stir yourself? You begin to glorify God. You begin to magnify Him. One of the greatest ways we can do that for us, Pentecostal uh, Word of Faith people, is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift, building yourself up—that's what the Bible says. Praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up, encouraging yourself. David encouraged himself when his wives and 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 families and his his soldiers' wives and families had been captured. And it said they cried till they could cry no more. How many times, you know, sometimes you feel like crying. But when you you stop crying and you begin to magnify the Lord. And it said David strengthened or encouraged himself in the Lord. And David was a great, uh, so many of the Psalms he wrote were about uh, praising God and worshiping God. So right in the midst of this time, let's begin to worship God and praise God. Then Paul goes on to say The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace, our peace. Amen. How many of you know, God is up to something good today, even in the midst of this, in great things going on today. How many of you know that that his greatest desire is to populate heaven, to populate the kingdom, not not lose a soul. You say for everyone, it's... Because Jesus came for everyone, but not everyone will not come to know him. But right in the midst of this trouble, right in the midst of this troubled time, let me give you some good news. God is doing great things. How many of you heard about the quarantine revival? The quarantine revival. Let me just give some information here. You don't hear everything. The quarantine revival on on, uh, Good Friday, a church in in Minneapolis uh, uh, called Pulse, had a, had a uh, group of people together, and they saw 117,000 people come to the Lord in one service. Well, how did they do that? Let me get my papers here. They had on Good Friday, they hosted a special service uh, with talks by Hall, Christian scholar Robbie Zacharias, pastor and author Max Locato, NFL uh, Super Bowl champ and Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy, Francis Chan, and Reverend uh, Samuel Rodriguez, and worship leaders, Michael W. Smith, Kerry Job, and Cor- uh, uh, Cody Carnes. They put that service out to 100 comp- countries in 40 different languages, including Japan, Nepal, China, Thailand, Thailand India, Kenya, uh, uh, Nigeria, Ukraine, and Russia, and was translated, like I said, into 40 different languages. And out of that, they had 117,000 people come to the Lord. Now, that's revival, my friends. That's revival. Right in the midst of troubled times, another ministry, Global uh, Media Ministries, I heard, I heard a report that five, they, they put out uh, Christian gospel information all the time and, and online, and, and they had up to 500,000 hits a day here recently since this has happened. Robert Morris, some of you watch Robert Morris, and, and uh, the first week that he live streamed, he has about 35,000 people in his church, but the first week that he live streamed, he had 195,000 people watch the live stream. The next week, he had close to 400,000 people. Well, I haven't kept up with the rest of it. Life Church, which is a global ministry, would normally have 50, or 1,000 people born again on a weekend when they put out their message. That first week, they had 15,000 people come to the Lord. So God is up to something good, my friends. Right in the midst of darkness, he brings the light. So what's our responsibility? See, it's not not a time for us to be afraid. There's a great revival. We have prayed for years for a revival and a great awakening. But we think we know how to orchestrate it, and we know how to handle it. But you know what? Right in the midst of this Reset and rest, and I believe it's a reset because it's got people thinking about God again. Many people are. Some of you may have fallen away from the Lord and see this video tonight. This is a time to draw near in Jesus' name, time to get your life right. But we have responsibilities. It's not a time to be afraid, it's a time to draw near to the Lord and begin to partner with Him. Partner with Him. What do you mean, partner with Him in prayer and for His purposes? Uh, another passage that you know so well and I'll turn to it real quick is is 2nd uh, Chronicles 7:14 2nd Chronicles 7:14 It says if my people now God's talking to his people he's talking to you and me tonight you say well Mike I'm not a, in in uh, pulpit ministry or I I don't have a ministry we all have a ministry we're all a member of the, of the body of Christ, the army of the Lord. So we all have things to do. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn for their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. That's, that's a call for us tonight, church. That's a call for us to begin to pray. <laughs> we need to know what the lord's up to tonight and we can know that when we begin to search him call out to him it's a time for his word us to dwell in his word and have it dwell in us it's a time to decree and declare his promises and blessings over ourselves over our families pray for our lost loved ones get on board with what god's doing i mentioned the other night the other day on saturday men's prayer Merle had asked me to give a little paragraph for kind of the theme. Well, the theme is 2 Chronicles 7:14. It's still adamant today. It's still uh, uh, for today, I should say. And it, even though we're not on the front line, so to speak, you're, maybe you're at home. Don't, don't have a place to go or, or can't get out. Or uh, You can pray, always pray. So know this, that we're the support group. We're the supply line. We're the ones that are holding up the hands of those that are on the front line. Think about 117,000 people getting saved in one service. How many other services can be live streamed and broadcast around the world today and tomorrow and, and next week and all down through the next days and month? How many people could come to know the Lord because of that? How many times, you know, we need they need prayer. They need, they need our support by praying for them. Maybe it's by giving to different ministries. Listen, friends, be tithers, be givers. (laughs) Stay uh, current with what God says. Because we're tithers and givers, we can be blessed. Scripture tells us that. Be be obedient to what the Lord says to us. It's time to take up His, uh, uh, his worship and praise. Amen? It's time to praise him for all things. Look for ways to minister and bless others that are hurting and not so fortunate as we are. We've been so blessed to live in a nation that we have where we haven't, we've been free to come and go and things, but there are people around the world that have been held hostage. Christians have been held hostage for years. How would it, like in China, where you have to be in the underground church in order to, to worship God? We can worship Him freely, amen? And there'll be a day, there'll be a day that we're back together. This virus will pass and this crisis will pass. I'm not sure how it's gonna end up, and and but there'll be others, don't know that, but be of good cheer because he's for us, not against us. Amen? Amen. Now, how do we do some of these things? If you want to know what's going on in the church, start calling people. Start, if somebody comes to your mind, you've got a thought, hey, I need to call them. Just give them a call and encourage them. You're, you can be an encouragement. I've heard of people already calling that, and, and saying, well, I didn't even know who you were until you called and they end up talking for a half hour to an hour on the phone be a blessing to somebody else pray for somebody else Uh, also you can get on we've been having a zoom prayer meeting on monday night you can text uh the church or and we'll let you know or call the church we'll let you know how to get on there monday night and saturday morning and uh we're even thinking about doing next week in the internet or the national day of prayer gonna zoom a a a prayer meeting that night especially praying for the nation how many of you know you need to pray for the nation Go over to uh, Second or First Timothy two tells us how to pray for our nation one through four. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our president. Let's be careful how we talk about the president and those in authority. Amen. Especially around others. But you know we all have our ideas. But let's let's go with what God says. Pray for all those in authority. Why? Because He wants all men to come to a saving knowledge. Now I'd encourage you tonight before I close out. I want to i give you a couple other things. There's a couple songs that are just really, right now you may get a link for this, that are, it's really special. It's called uh, The Blessing. It's by uh, Cody Carnes and Carrie Joe, and it's, it was uh, sung in um, Elevation Church with Stephen Furtick, and they actually wrote this. They wrote this just before they sang it that morning. That's pretty powerful. But it talks about his blessings. And uh, I'll just say a little bit before. It says, say these things over yourself. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you and all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning in the evening, in the coming, and in your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. Well, I'm telling you, we're blessed. We're blessed. We have the peace of God that passes understanding. It won't be long, friends. We'll be back together. I'm so looking forward, as Pastor Scott has said, to see you all. But we can still the body of Christ, even though we're not together. I like what that first church did. They they met Daily. Well, we can't meet daily, but we can certainly pray because there's no no limitation to our prayers And we truly are tonight. Remember this we truly are blessed to be a blessing say this with me I'm blessed and I'm a blessing. We'll see you next time. We're so glad you're doing well If you need anything at all, give us a call if you need prayer and encouragement or help in any way Give us a call here at the church. We'll be glad to to reach out to you because we love you Thanks and have a great night